0: Welcome to Film Rules of the World. I'm Joseph Fan. I'm Frederick Willy really, K. Yeah, we are the premiere—not premiere—we're a film podcast. A, a regular one. A regular. Ho, well, kind of. Oh, we <laughs> try to, you know. We take—we take like a week off, you know. We need like a week. We sometimes need like a hiatus now and again. Yeah, every now and again. We never tell y'all. Exactly. We do it. We just do it.
1: Catch oh, you by, by surprise.
0: We also needed a week to upgrade our tech. Boom. We now have better audio equipment, finally. extra crispy now. Yeah, extra crispy. <laughs> <laughs> Got a nice Zoom recorder <laughs> to record with. <laughs> uh, but this week, we were talking about a movie that, by the time this episode gets released, is going to be out for a minute. Yeah. It's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the ninth film, because he specifies it on the, in the trailers and on the posters. Literally. It says, ninth film. It's not his tenth yet. Ninth. Right. Quentin Tarantino film. Yeah, this one taking place in the in the, in the the late 60s. A yeah. beautiful time. Nope. <laughs> I'm joking. No. I'm just kidding. Like, nope. <laughs> just kidding. It's a, it's a very it's a dark, time. dark time. It was road. also the 60s. Yeah,
1: the 60s. You had...
0: Yeah, man. Whew, JFK. Yeah. You had all those Vietnam, things.
1: Vietnam. Race relations. MLK. It was a bad time. It was. But we got past it in
0: the 70s, we, kind of. Maybe. Are we even past it today? Well, let's no. find out. <laughs> no. Spoiler alert. No, <laughs> we're not. Uh, anyway, we're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, it's the ninth film, obviously. We mentioned that twice now. <laughs> maybe three uh, times, maybe. <laughs> maybe at the end, <laughs> we'll rephrase it. But yeah, uh, we both saw this separately. We didn't see it together. You know, we did see. We saw Midsommar and we saw Lion King together. But then, you know, we we're gonna talk about Lion King at one point. And we realize you've already seen it. Yeah, we've all seen it. We all see it. We <laughs> all we know it, you know. Just know it looks real. It looks real. If you like staring at lions, you know, if you like staring at a creepy pig for two hours, you can do that. Exactly. That was so creepy. <laughs> Pumbaa? Yeah. Anyway, back to back to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. The ninth quit. Oh, we oh, just did it. 94. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, this one taking place in the late '60s. It follows the lives of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Rick Dalton, and his stunt double friend, Cliff Booth, played by Brad Pitt, in the day of their lives. Pretty much, yeah, It's pretty a very, it's a very chill Tarantino movie yeah. of all of his films because every other one has like immense blood and gore. Not even that, but they're they're very much more uh, dramatic dramatic, quote-unquote dramatic, you know, they're, they're doing, they're being extra in their in their own way, but in this one, all you know, like, from pacing to just the care, like, not to say that the characters in this aren't as lively, yeah. but, like, you know, they were, it wasn't Sam Jackson, you know, yeah. giving beautiful monologues about Ezekiel 25, I think.
1: Yeah. He also didn't go into um, that same route that he does where he kind of tells the story out of order, like, you know that unique thing he kind of does in a lot of his movies? Yeah, a little bit. I really, um, enjoyed that this one actually went in its actual order like i was like well that's actually different for him because usually with him you always expect oh we're about to like have a movie where we go out of order it's about to be
0: unique it's about about to be be different different. so i really appreciate that i mean i mean of even even this movie it was very unique and different in the sense that it doesn't follow a lot of the traditional i wouldn't say traditional but the standard uh filmmaking styles of today like even in 2019 Cause it's it's a very it's a, it's a more laid back movie than you would have like with a typical blockbuster today you know like cause you know the industry currently is flooded with you know superhero tentpole films as much as it drives me insane but also very excited constantly <laughs> uh, but yeah no this is a very chill movie and uh, I had a great time with it personally I had. Yeah. a Average time with it. I had a great time. I uh, I saw it twice. Yeah. Uh, the first time I saw it was in 35 mm because they were doing the screenings and I didn't uh-huh. know about it, so I got to see it in that old old crisp film. You know, get get the grain in there, got the little markings on the side of the screen to tell you when to change the thing because it's an almost three hour movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie was long. It yeah, was yeah. Two, two hours long. and forty two, minutes. Yeah, I two and four, two hours forty. It uh, for me the first time I saw it, it felt long. I didn't hate it. I still yeah. love it then. But the second time I watched it, I felt like it was a better, it was an even better experience because yeah. I knew the pacing going in. Exactly. And the movie flowed so much better the second time around. Yeah. So I had a better time with it. So I would recommend, if you, if you ever get the chance, see it again. If it's, it's like, like, on like on Netflix or something. Phenomenal acting
1: and a great director, like always. Like yeah. When you see Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio you saw,
0: and Quentin Tarantino, like I mean once. I that, mean I feel like you just watch that movie like well I mean people's sensibilities have changed. Yeah. Cuz this is I feel like this conversation we can't talk about like the Tarantino movies yeah without talking about how people like perceive them today. Yeah. Because nowadays, you know, people are a little I don't I don't want it's, it's not like I'm dissing PC culture or anything but like yeah. people are not a fan of his work. Really? Yeah. Wow. Have you I noticed? thought everybody's like, "Oh, Tarantino." No, Tarantino. no, that's just film circles and yeah, even you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta branch out. You know, you gotta yeah. you gotta look at other people's perspectives on this.
1: There's never really been a director, I've just like Cause, straight cause, up disliked. Yeah.
0: I mean Tarantino, he's also a very controversial figure just because of the way that um, he treats uh, after the whole Uma Thurman incident yeah. from a minute ago, that is, you know, now coming back to even more relevancy, even though it was still a big thing that when it happened. And yeah. then you also have because all of his films were up to this point were produced by the Weinstein Company. So, yeah. So there's a lot of baggage surrounding him. And also, like, the content of his films don't resonate with a lot of people because a lot of them are very much extreme big ideas. So it's kind of different. But, um, yeah. Uh, it, it, I don't know, it just depends on who you ask in terms of who watches his films. And I think... This one, this one stirred a lot of controversy, specifically with just the depiction of women in this movie. Because, as we know, Margot Robbie's uh, character, Sharon Tate, who is a real-life person, yeah. uh, she doesn't really have a lot going on in terms of dialogue and things like that. She does have a lot of really beautiful character moments. Yeah. But you know she's not the most fully developed character in the film. Uh, and also the depiction of race, which this one I'm kind of very like on and off again with. Uh, is the depiction of Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee because you yeah. know as his you know his daughter and like uh, his protégé have come out and talked about how this is such a weird depiction of him yeah. and not an accurate one like even though they kind of understand what Tarantino's going for they feel like it wasn't executed right because people are laughing at Bruce Lee yeah. which I really understand and I was just like this is a very this it it's, it's a film that I'm having as much as I I love it I have a complicated relationship of loving it because it's kind of like do I, how do I listen, who do I listen to here? Exactly. You know, like, do I, there's, because there's just so much good going on in this movie. Like, but it's just like, people's perception of it is stressing me out. Yeah, because the Bruce
1: Lee thing, um, I did find myself laughing at it too, then like, seeing, hearing you say that, I was like, I didn't really look at the people who are close to him. Yeah. Because you know, Bruce Lee,
0: and, like, um, it was also about Asian representation exactly. as well. And I'm also, like, I'm Asian, and yeah. I kind of laughed at that scene, so I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, well, that's, that's uh That's a red flag. Yeah, this is weird. So when I
1: think about it now, um, I do, because, Bruce briefly, um, I never... Before that,
0: really, I've never seen
1: see him as a comedic person. Yeah. He's always been, like, serious action, you yeah. know, like... Con- like, like the karate, extreme, kung- like,
0: you know, intense, like, cool in, action. Intellectual, action. intellectual oh, man.
1: Me. So seeing him in, like, a very comedic state was kind of weird yeah it's all like i've never seen bruce lee every time you see him go oh something badass is about to happen yeah so like it's a very weird take on bruce lee it is and i want to know if actors who've worked with him before what they perception of him was yeah that's what i am I mean a lot of them are um old yeah so So i don't know like what they would have thought like was he real not comedic but like did they take him seriously?
0: Was he cocky? Was he arrogant? Like, yeah. he wasn't d- depicted in this movie and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. Yeah. But um, besides that, I mean, there's still, like, a lot of good in this movie. I think yeah. the relationship between Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth, like, that is easily the best part of the movie. Oh, my gosh. Like, their whole, like, because one, this movie, like, a big thing about this movie is it deals with the friendship between these two guys, like, aging friendship. That's, like, yeah. the main theme of, like... When you know someone for a certain extended period of time, and just like the relationship between these two characters, and how much like they care for each other, and like they kind of, you know, they've been through a lot together to where you know they've reached this state in their friendship where they're just really comfortable with each other and stuff sure. like that. And I just loved watching just them interact. And like people talk about how like everyone uh, that uh, Brad Pitt's character is like the stronger of the two. I mean, he's having the most fun in this movie. That's. I also agree with that um, yeah. that statement. But I feel, uh, for me, it's very balanced. Yeah. I, I I think, as much as people love Brad Pitt, I I like also love Leo because it's because yeah, you can't have one without the other. And also, it's just like Leo's character is going through a very different thing exactly. comparatively to what Cliff is going through. And I think that um, Nick, people shouldn't like overlook that because it's, it's such a his his whole storyline is the mo- i think it's one of the most important in the movie yeah. and just most it's interesting The storyline yeah um but with brad
1: pitt's i feel like for the general like masses audio of course like we're looking at like film majors yeah. kind of ish <laughs> we're looking at that kind of perspective ish yeah but um for like the general audience of course brad Pitt side would be more you know the entertaining, entertaining for yeah. them to watch to watch because yeah. we understand the whole um and of course, a lot of people who aren't committed to understand that, too, the whole casting and acting, you know, that process.
0: So that Not like, even that, but it, I meant the emotional arc of his yeah, character. It was, like No, it's the emotional arc of uh, Rick's character is very much like, you know, he's aging. He doesn't feel like he's good anymore. Yeah. He doesn't feel like he's still successful. It's it's that guilt. It's not guilt, but it's that, like, depression you feel, you yeah. know, when you have like feel like you've aged out of something and you're like, I thought I was going to be good at this forever, yeah. But also, it's his character is a really good reflection of... Uh, it's like an analogy for, like, Quentin Tarantino's life. Yeah. Because, like, if you look at it, like... It's set in 1969. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the movie, Rick is, like, very much stressed out about, like, the world at the time, too. Because mm-hmm. he's, like... He's not vibing with how, like, the hippie culture... He's not vibing with how things have changed, even, mm-hmm. in, like, in the studio system and things like that. And, you know, Tarantino you know like and, and and you know the and like and rick in the movie doesn't feel like he's a place anymore and like if you look at Tarantino's work and stuff like that especially with the way that our culture has shifted in 2019 you know it's the end of a decade again you know 1969 2019 end of a decade so it's like you see them you know he's dealing you can see like how it kind of translates to today and how like Tarantino can kind of see like oh this is a different time you know like people aren't just you know, people, the sensibilities have changed. People's taste in art has changed. So much about society has just changed drastically in, like, the past three years, I'd say. Mm-hmm. That, like, it's, you know, it's not the same, you know, world that we live in the decade coming in. It's drastically different. And, you know, and he maybe has a sense of, like, oh, do I have a place in, like, this new world? Is Is my art still good? Is my, you know, is what I'm doing still worth you know are people still paying attention you know or does it fit into this new mold of the world and I'm do I am I able to change enough to fit into that so that's what I was just like there's so much layers to yeah it's a lot to DiCaprio's character DiCaprio's character um was one of the most interesting well they, of course they were
1: the two most interesting characters yeah uh, for me um I fell in love with Brad Pitt's character slightly a little more. They're both extremely interesting. Like I'll give them both a ten yeah. out of ten characterization. Yeah. But um, Brad Pitt, um, his character was a little bit more for me because. Yeah. Um,
0: By the way, these characters are also very much assholes. Yeah, they are not good people. Because especially character, Brad Pitt's character, his character we was just we a badass. we in, we didn't know he's he's a badass, but he's also like a scary. Yeah, he's like scary. By the way, yeah. So I, we because like you know because it. it, it I feel like this is one of those movies that could have, like, a Wolf of Wall Street or, like, like a fight club problem of, like, the college-aged boys would, like, watch these movies and be like, Yeah, I want to be, like, Cliff Booth or, like, Tyler Durden or, you know, um, Jordan Belfort when I grew up. I'm like, no, those guys were not not good people at all. And because, like, Cliff Booth, like, it's, like, alluded to that he killed his wife. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ yeah this is not an okay character and also like he can like viciously murder just three people instantly and And it's just like as like funny and as cool as that can like look in a movie like we don't support these characters at all all. just saying from our perspective just because you know we're both college age dudes yeah yeah. but um that being said still the most fun character in the movie just because he's so like situations. (laughs) they they really just put him in like the strangest situations and also just like the stuff that he gets to say and do. And also, like, I think, look-wise for the character, the whole, like, Hawaiian shirt, T-shirt yeah. thing, and then, like, jeans. I was just like, that's just such a really cool look. Exactly. And the hair, yeah. He had, like, so much going for him in that in that movie. The character was very... Um very interesting like i just love the dynamic
1: between them like
0: oh that's the most fun
1: like especially like the end of the day dynamics when they both went through their whole different days and
0: then they just get to go home and yeah, chill, they chill watch, yeah. watch a movie or whatever yeah that is just interesting yeah
1: because like, they were both having two completely different days that day they especially really did was one specific day yeah that we'll get to
0: that's what i loved is because like it, even though like it was set over a course of a day you kind of like felt that like There was a lot of time. It was like wow. Yeah, that 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 was like a testament to like the pacing of it that I loved. I was like, it felt like a day. I felt like I've been here for a whole. Yeah, I was was just like like, wow. Yeah, a day has (laughs) passed, but like um, but no, like because like halfway through the film, especially the second act, the second act like has this really cool thing of like it's almost like split in two, because like you have. A large the first half of the second act is just dedicated to Leo. Yeah. And then the second act is all dedicated to Cliff at the ranch. Yeah. And it's just like the perspectives are so different. Like I love the scenes with Leo like trying to like play like this villain character. Exactly. On this TV show. Like and he's like just struggling. And he's like and he's like any validation he can get even from, like, a child is, like, worth it because he really feels scared for his career. Yeah. Like, he's, like, he's at a very much an emotional, like, breaking point. Like, it's just so funny to watch. He's so satisfied when that girl tells him, you, you're the best, the best acting the I've best ever seen. Scene. And he's just like, yeah. Break like, no. yeah. down. And, like, <laughs> and then, like, right before that, he goes back to his trailer and then he, like, smashes, like, everything. And he's like, he's like I promise I won't drink anymore. Otherwise, I'll kill myself. I'm like, oh, my God. And then he drinks immediately, and I'm just like, ah. Oh. So, that's like, that just I love how much of a comedic actor that Leo can be. I wish he was doing more comedies, like more like highbrow comedies. Yeah. You know? not not like not like slapstick. Uh, you know, fart humor. Like I don't think people people take for granted how funny that man is. Yeah, I my I think his best roles are the one where he gets to be comedic. Like yeah. I think he should have gone. He shouldn't have gotten the Oscar for The Revenant. Because I feel like that was just a bit too extreme. I was just like, dude, okay, you're just pulling so hard right now. Yeah. Uh, but I really think he should have gotten it for Wolf of Wall Street, um, and I pretty, I'm pretty confident that he's probably gonna get one. If not, if not him, Brad Pitt, for this or movie. both, or both I of them. Feel like this movie um might. I if like this is an Oscar worthy performance for Leo in so my opinion. Where we
1: are now, um, in the year so far, I think they're leaders of like best two yeah actors, lead actor and supporting actor right now
0: I think they're both leads yeah I'd say they have the equal amount of screen time but like hey that's true like you think they both could be nominated for the same award that would be so cool if they compete for it wow. that would be interesting that would be interesting yeah uh, but because like they're both strong in this movie but here's the thing though uh, Brad Pitt has Ad Astra coming out this year, which is his like sci-fi movie. Yeah. so if he he could also get nominated for that too so they could be competing for different movies instead of yeah. just the same one that would be hilarious. That man. would be funny. but um no, they're both very funny in this like weird like darkly funny, which yeah. I love. Um, and then like the scene like to juxtapose like the acting scene with Leo, you have Cliff kind of Cliff is like the gopher almost to leo's character you know because like they don't because you know rick isn't getting roles that are very stunt heavy that much anymore so like cliff is just sticking around as a friend and you know they still like rick is still paying him and everything and he's doing like errands for him and driving around driving around fixing his antenna (laughs) and then that leads into like that leads into like him meeting up with the manson family which by the way Knowing that the Manson family was in this scared the shit out of me immediately. Cause like the minute that uh, it's in the first act where the scene, it like it like starts, it like cuts, and then the next scene is like immediately like these women just walking, and it's like they're 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 not fully in focus, and they're singing this song, and they're walking up towards this towards the camera. I was just like, this is already scary. Yeah, I'm already oh, intense. I already got like issues with this. And then uh, and then you have, you, you have uh, that scene where he picks up the girl, Pussycat, <laughs> which I was like, all right. Yeah. I was like, this is a Tarantino movie. <laughs> and then, you know, she sticks his, her feet on the dash. I'm like, oh, this is definitely a Tarantino movie. Dude. I was like, this the is a Tarantino Yeah, the real, f- it never goes away. Her, and she's like spreading her
1: toes around. I was just like.
0: He loves a foot fetish. I'll be, he is a, Put the feet down, please. No, Tarantino's like, keep him up. He said, keep him up. And also, you could you uh, the first time like I recognized that it was a big thing was from watching From Dust Till Dawn, the zombie or yeah. no the vampire movie, because like like Selma Hayek is like uh a, is like a stripper I think yeah. at this bar and like she's a vampire too and like she's like dancing and like she and she's like dancing to the table and then you know she runs into like George Clooney and like Quentin Tarantino because they're both like these like I don't know they're like these I don't, I don't know what they are. But, um, the, and then you know, she's, like, dancing, and then, like, Quinn's like, holding her foot, and I'm just like, okay, okay, oh anyway, gosh. yeah, good, good fun movie, good um, <laughs> that, it's a wacky movie, but, uh, what a man, but, uh, yeah, so you have, you have, you have, yeah, her, so back to the movie of, like, Cliff is driving Pussycat to the, to the ranch, yeah. and I was just, I didn't know that Spawn Ranch was actually a real place, that, and then I googled it afterwards I was like oh no they actually live there
1: I was, whenever they showed it I was like there's a reason
0: I know that's the Mansion family but like there's yeah. a reason
1: they keep showing this name of this ranch yeah. I feel like that's a very popular thing in like history like that's a real so thing after the movie I did research it too I was like whoa that's, oh, that's a, that's a that's real a really ranch. ranch yeah and I watched I guess,
0: like a 60 minute video on a like one of the 60 minute documentary things that they have it was on YouTube for free and I was just like watching it, and I was just like
1: oh that's a real place holy shit
0: just, they kept calling him oh yeah
1: Charlie's not here right now but I can't wait for you to meet him I was like, like, oh, oh, here we go, yeah. Charlie.
0: Well, I also knew that, uh, that Charlie, Charles Manson was in it just because the actor that plays him, he's played him. He's played Charles Manson twice, because he played him. He played him in a in this movie, right? Yeah. And then he's also playing him for David Fincher in the in the Mind Hunter show. So that's true. Yeah. So he's playing the same character, but in different movies. So I knew he would showed up and also like the first trailer and I was just like, I saw him and I was like, oh no, he's in this, that's gonna be, that's gonna be bad. But uh, but no, I was just every, the, the whole rant sequence was like the most tense thing that I was like watching in the movie. Cause like at this point, like even though like you're kinda, even though, you know, like Cliff Booth is not like the most trusting character, like, you know, you're not, you're not like, you're not like, oh, he's not the best person in the world, but like you like him enough. As an audience member, that you're like kind of like please don't die. Yeah, please. I was like I was like please don't kill I him. I thought they were right. gonna
1: kill him like right I then. was like
0: don't, because Tarantino would, because you know after like Pulp Fiction, because you know the play, but like that was a fun movie in the sense that they played with time in that one, so like it's like the characters just mixed around the timeline, so it's like oh it didn't matter that he died halfway through the movie because he's still in the end. But like, uh. Yeah no, but I w- But that was such a crazy segment of the movie. Cause, and then like also you have Lena Dunham in it, and I was the minute I saw her, I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> like I was like, why? You stressed I, me out. I didn't really expect him to put Charles Manson actually in the movie. Yeah, I mean he got he got like half a scene. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that he didn't get a full thing. Yeah. Just because like you have, uh, cause that took that you know cause it wasn't, it wasn't his story. And it wasn't focused on him, so it didn't really give him any power in the movie, which was ex- which is cool to see. So that because like because the movie was kind of also you know besides just you know, uh, Tarantino's like whole bit about like you know fitting into current contemporary times. It's also like an ode to the '60s and also an ode to uh, Sharon Tate. Yeah, because he's he's a big fan of her. You know, not like in a weird gross way, but yeah. like you know, he really. Because he grew up at that time, he knows about those murders and things like that. So it, it yeah. left an impression on him, and especially with someone that like wanted to work in the industry, like that was such a big thing at the moment. So like, and you know, because like he, and also he, tre- the way he treated her was such an interesting, like, thing in the movie. Because like she wasn't, yeah, she was, she was, she was still a character. Like I still registered that she was still a character. Because like, you saw, because like she's the she's the third character in the movie where you yeah. follow her day as well but like instead of having these like very intense like not intense but like having these very much like talking moments you have her very these melancholy like moments of her just you know going to a bookstore yeah. you know driving around town and then you know having her in the theater and just experiencing you know like I'm in the movie and like sure. just watching herself and then that hearing part the eyes so right cool. yeah and then you know she had to stick her feet on the thing, and I was just like Tarantino, yeah. I said, stop it, stop! I said, we Jesus it. Christ! That man, loved the feet. He really does. It's a, it's weird. It's weird. I was like, stop! <laughs> I, I, thought like I thought he wouldn't play into it more because I feel like because I feel like the minute he realized that people know about his weird foot fetish, he would like back off. Yeah. But no, he played into it more, and I was he just said, like, oh, you know, here I, you go. I was just like, it doesn't mean we like it. Just. Too much feet. Yeah, and they were also dirty.
1: Yeah, I was just like, uh, especially like the Manson girls' feet. Yeah, she put on that like would that would make down. that would make sense though. Cause I was like,
0: because you know she's a hippie. Yeah, they weren't clean, especially the Manson family. They weren't clean. <laughs> yeah, and also, and you know, you don't know. She was also walking barefoot in trash. Early, yeah. I remember. I was just like, I said, if you don't put that foot down off no, my no, i was no, no. <laughs> like, just I if I was driving, that would distract me. I'd be like, okay, put it down, put it down. <laughs> She would have gotten a can to the face.
1: <laughs> Probably.
0: <laughs> not to not to joke about violence like, towards people, but it's okay because they're the man's family. Remind man. me
1: the exact Charles Manson scene again. I know he's in the movie, I'm
0: trying to remember the exact scene. It's uh so you you barely see his face, but he walks up to it's uh it's the scene where Cliff is on the roof of of Rick's house fixing the antenna. Yeah. And this ice cream truck pulls up or a mail truck and Charles gets out and walks towards the Polanski house and then he walks up and he thinks it's like an old friend's house and he walks through and then you have Emile Hirsch his character Jay Sebring I don't know I did not know how to pronounce it uh, but uh, you have them he opens the door and he asks like oh is this person home or is this still this person's house and they were like no this is someone else's house now and that's and that's him <laughs> Yeah, alive. that's the one scene he has. He had, I think he had another scene, but it might have been cut. I'm not sure. So, yeah, that whole I'm not going into the whole Charles Manson murder thing, but yeah, I mean it, it. I mean, knowing like what I know about the movie, like before the movie came out, I was just like, oh, there, the the climax has to be something that deals with the Manson family murder specifically with Sharon Tate. Isn't that his most popular murder? Most sure. popular, I think it's most famous, infamous. Birth, yeah. Say, yeah, but yeah, uh, that's the most infamous thing. And then, uh, cause like leading up to that, cause like we, I knew it was, I I knew that it was gonna get there at some point. Yeah. But because okay, I didn't know what date it was or anything, so I was just kind of like just following the movie along, and I assumed it was like in February or something because the movie took place in February. Yeah. And then I, the the whole six months later thing happened. They pulled an end game. Yeah. They were just like, and the screen just goes black, and you're just like, six months Once later. Late, what, Avengers? Yeah. Avengers, yeah. Late in the movie. The, the blip. <laughs> the blip happened, yeah, <laughs> in 69. And then it was automatically August, and then I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, the voiceover started, and then, like, I knew something was happening because they put the time stamp on the side of the screen, yeah, and it was like, oh, at, like, 7 a.m., at, like, 10 p.m., and then it was getting closer and closer, and then, um, uh, I didn't expect what that what they were gonna do, because I just assumed that it was like it was one part like a slice of life film about these two characters, but also interjected into this like murder movie. But then I didn't know that like I forgot that like Tarantino likes to do like history revisions, especially ones that deal with like tragedies and stuff, because you know in Inglorious Bastards, you had the whole. uh, what was it? The the movie theater scene where he they just kill Hitler and a bunch of Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> and, like probably the best scene. Which, by the way, if you're conflicted about killing Nazis, no, you shouldn't be. You should not. <laughs> Wicked people. Yeah, and um, but the lead up to that scene is the funniest thing. Because <laughs> because one, they're all like drunk as fuck. Yeah, and they're all like going back to to Rick's house, and they're all just he's still drinking. Rick is still drinking. He's making another margarita. The man loves the margaritas. He just doesn't stop. And then like you have you have Cliff who brings back the acid cigarette that he got like halfway through oh, the yeah. movie. He,
1: he like hey I remember he, he you. Said, he said don't smoke it, but like if you do smoke it, leave me some.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then six months later, hey, still there. I remember <laughs> you. And then uh, and then he smokes it finally. And then he he's like walking his dog. By the way. Best dog in the movie. Best dog Amazing in, dog. like I'd say, like easily best dog of the year, in cinema. Had to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What other dog? Really John Wick, but that's uh, I wouldn't say that's on the same level. Oh yeah, that's a. No, dog. no, because you have the two attack dogs in that too. Those, those, those are the best dogs. No, that, that's still Brandy for me. You gotta, you gotta, the way that, the way that that dog yes. just did everything in in this movie. I was just like, really? oh my, God. it's like it's like Brandy. Then it's the two killer dogs from John Wick 3. Yeah, and also John Wick's dog. John Wick's dog's <laughs> in there too. Yeah. And then I don't know any of their yeah, dogs. Um, yeah. I didn't care for any yeah, of their dogs. They weren't important. <laughs> those dogs were not as important as those dogs. <laughs> John Wick's whole story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then the whole dog, it's so important.
0: Yeah. I was just, the first time I met the dog, I was just like, this is going to be important. Yeah. This, I just know. Especially like how well trained that dog is. I was just like, this is going to be important for later. Bro. And then the payoff of it was perfect. I was just like, oh yeah. Like also like the the scene where he's like trying to open cat or dog food, but he's struggling because he's on acid. <laughs> he's just like, I'm trying. <laughs> Given this just give me a second, bro. It it was just hilarious. Like watching Brad Pitt on acid is my favorite thing. I mean, it was just tripping. Like he, the was. Trip. he was. He was. <laughs> <Ever? laughs> and then, and then like, the Manson family, uh, fucking Tex walks in. Dumbass Tex. Tex. And then the two dumb girls walk in. Were those, I'm probably not, were those actual names of actual members? Tex is actually the real name, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's the real dude. And he's still imprisoned, and he's still alive. Isn't Charles Manson still alive too? No, he's dead. He's been dead. Okay. He had a, I don't, yeah, whatever, he's dead. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I think the two girls are still alive. So, wow, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even surprised they both didn't of think. them have tried to get out of parole. And I'm like, nope, No. <laughs> don't let them out. No, <laughs> don't. How many murders did they commit? They committed, I think, like eight. Jeez, like in, in the span of two days. Oh my God.
1: Well, they're all like popular people.
0: Um, it was because there was. I don't want to get into it too much because it's kind of sad. Yeah. But uh, it was the four. It was it was Sharon Tate. Because you know, at her house, you know the four friends that she had, yeah. all four of them were dead. Jeez. They were all killed. And then you had the next day, you had another couple that was murdered, and I think someone else died. So that whole Polanski house? No, no, no. There was, there was five people at Sharon's house. That whole Polanski house? They, yeah. They, they, they were that killed. was where the actual murder
1: took place. So when, at the end of the movie, when Rick walked to the house, that was that,
0: was that right that's, before? No, that was the revision. Oh, true think, okay no look okay think about it so the movie so the Tex and the the the, the in the car right yeah. he's driving up he's you think because that's them trying to go kill Sharon Tate and yeah. all of them and what and because I told you like Quentin Tarantino revises history oh yeah so he wrote the two characters Cliff Booth and Rick Dalton cool. because the when Rick came out to scream at Tex to fucking move his car yeah, like, cause there was, there's no Rick Dalton in real that's life. Rick there's not, really not he's not a real person. So that during that whole fight time, that's when they were really they were sharing, killing him. Yeah. But because they changed, he changed it. So in this, in in the, in the movies timeline, Sharon Tate's still alive. Yeah, and everything. Wow. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. He that, he really it, liked Sharon Tate. And is he, that that's why like an um, to. some people who were close to her kind of
1: had backlash about? But they liked it. There was... Um, I've read some articles... It
0: was, the backlash was about more of... They wish that she was in it more. Okay. It, wasn't, it wasn't like it wasn't like Bruce Lee's daughter being like, I hated the way that you represented my father. Yeah. It was like, okay. I wish she was in it more, but I love what... How she was presented in this film. Okay. Because I saw that same article, too. I was like... I it knew, wasn't backlash. I knew Sharon Tate
1: gonna, like going to die, but I was just like... But at the end of the movie, I was like, did I just like... Does Rick Dalton, I guess, one of the people, they just want to throw him in there or he died too? But, like, to no, if no, they guess him but not, I were, don't They it's were a Yeah. That's crazy. So. Yeah.
0: So, she's still alive? You know, like, that was what was so, like, interesting to me, the, the way the movie ended. I was like, oh, they, they changed it. They changed that how was. it happened. Uh, because, yeah, like, Rick being the neighbor and, like, you know, uh, having Cliff come back and then just... Annihilate. Just, just oh, my God. But he... That was the most
1: Kill Bill scene in the I'd whole seen. movie. I was just like, it was like heads smashing.
0: Yeah, I was like, just, yeah.
1: just, I was just like blood and the fire
0: flamethrower part. Uh, yeah, but no, okay. The the setup to this was so good because you had like Rick in his in his fucking nightgown, walking out, yelling at like the murderers for like being there and being hippies because he hate hippies. Yeah. And then like they go away. And then one of them was like, I was on acid once and I had this idea about killing people. (laughs) And then they were, and they decided to go and try to kill Rick Dalton and uh, Cliff Booth. And when Cliff comes back, he's like trying to feed the dog. Rick doesn't even know because he's listening to music in the pool, the best scene. And then like you have, you have like Cliff like high out of his mind. Two, like three people break into his house. Into the house. And he's just like, he's like, what's going on? He's like, is this real? I was just like, oh, my God. I love this man. Bro.
1: He said, is this real? He smashed that one girl's head multiple times. I was just like, was Jesus like, oh Christ. Like boom, boom, yeah. boom. There
0: was um, there's a bit of backlash towards um, that part of the movie. Because um, it's like, it was depicting heavy abuse towards women. But they're murderers. That's yeah. That that that's. I'm just like they are known murderers. So I'm just like I don't really. Yeah, I, I, have, I have I have no, no sympathy. No remorse for the Manson yeah. family. Like I'm just like at all. Just I was like just keep bashing our head. Yeah, in. like bash hit like I'm the, not like lie. he stomped the shit out of his head. I was just like keep doing it. Just when like, I first don't stop
1: the first bash. I was like, oh no, he's hitting the woman. Then I realized that's a Manton family. Hold
0: on. It's like, these Ooh. are murders. These are Let straight her. up murders. Attack her. <laughs> yeah, just go for it. Yeah, I was just like, I don't have sympathy yeah, for this at yeah. all. Also, Rick's wife just coming in, just knocking that one out a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, but it's hilarious. Yeah, I was like, what is going this on? This scene was wacky. Oh, love it. I love a wacky scene. And like, the fact that he like pulled, like he like, he, like got the gun out and he's like finger gunning the <laughs> dude. He's just like, and the dude was like, I'm the devil. And Rick or Cliff was like, That's some dumb shit. Your name is like Rex or something. It's like Text. That's right. I have a, a question.
1: Why um in the real story, why did Manson target Sharon Tate?
0: Uh, I don't know. I just know what happened. It's yeah. just depressing. I, I I don't know. Every time I look into that story and look into Charles Manson, I get stressed out. Yeah. Just because uh, I've like the the he did like a famous interview once where he just started ranting. And, like, that scared the shit out of me. Because I was just like, oh, that's some dark shit. You're just a weirdo. Glad you're dead. Yeah. Like, just, what the fuck? Jeez. Because his whole thing was, like, wanting to start a race war because he was, like, hella racist and stuff. Because, you know, he crossed the, he did the Nazi thing on the. Swastika. Swastika on his head. And I was just like, ah, what a, what a piece of shit. Piece of freaking shit. Yeah. (laughs) Tex. Tex, yeah. Dude, I'm glad he's still rotting in jail. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah jeez I'm like slightly curious of whether or not they know who about the movie probably does like I mean
1: I think guards you know guards like the like like, local prisoners Yeah. hey there's a new movie about you Yeah. you die you die you get your head bashed in (laughs) so like yeah not to say I'm um, a fan of torture but hey for a murder for a murder yeah Hey. Hey. hey hey <laughs> hey. Hey. You said hey. A. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna say about that. Yeah, but no, I I thought that scene was just super insane, and like the way that it reads is so funny because like you have like audiences members just laughing at it, and I'm like, and like you can't, I'm laughing at it because I'm like, this is just so fucking ridiculous because like the movie like up to that point has been like pretty like pretty pretty chill, you know? Yeah. It's been pretty chill, and then it leads to this, and you're just like, wop. Yeah. You're just like, wow, wow, this is insane. But no, I was just, uh, and it gets, and like, especially like the way that like, the dog comes into that too. Just unique. Yeah. Because like, like, like Bradford was like doing the hand motions, and then he's like, attack. And I was just like, oh shit. And it's okay. And then like, when it, when it, when, when, when the dog started attacking the girl that got hit in the face with the can, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Because she, she got, she got the worst of it. She got the worst of it,
1: cause yes. like she got she, she got,
0: got the worst. face smashed in, she got attacked, she got mauled by a dog, Then she crashed through a window, and then like and then this is when Rick comes in, which is my favorite bit, cause he like she like breaks in, he's stressing out, <laughs> he's like he's like what's going on, cause like there were two murders that already happened in in the house, and he didn't even register, and then they just died. And then he, like, the girl comes out, falls into the pool, and then dude brings out, this is, like, the best payoff to a joke I've ever seen, like, the whole flamethrower bit, how they set it up at the beginning of the movie, of, like, he was in this movie where he, like, killed a bunch of Nazis with a flamethrower, Yeah, and then um, the flamethrower comes back, and you're like, (laughs) oh shit, there it is. So I thought that was hilarious.
1: The flamethrower was just unique. And I love how they did the whole bit about him <laughs> getting the actual real flamethrower he got to keep. I think, like, yeah. so you know, like, there's always a thing that actors and actresses always talk about how they get to keep stuff from movies yeah. that they work on. So it was, a, it was like a fun little Easter kind of thing for yeah. me. I love yeah. that. And just, they let him keep a whole working flamethrower. And the fact that it still works, it's absolutely yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and he mentioned how he was scared of
0: it at first and now he just used it to torture somebody just, in the like, water oh. no cuz he, he was like, he was he like got out of the pool media. he was like oh my god i got to go
1: oh, my, whenever they showed her body chris i was in like jesus water, Christ. Said, oh my god yeah
0: <laughs> just floating there yeah, she was like dead and just ophelia style like i'm just dead now i was just like good god it it was it was something and then having the movie end right like with rick going up to the Polanski house and, like, talking to Sharon and meeting, you know, her, their, her friends who, you know, were actual victims, and then, you know, instead it's, like, this happy, light ending of, like, oh, there's, like, some, there's a resolution to this that's kind of nice and not depressing yeah. and sad. I really thought they would have ended depressing, because once I saw a the family, I said, please don't end it with, like, someone, yeah. Some, yeah, and then it did, it, and then it was nice, yeah even though it was like a brutal murder scene that happened like two seconds before. but <laughs> like it was so good and then uh you know the girl, Maya Hawk, that was uh in it yeah the girl that uh forgot her knife quote unquote that's Uma Thurman's daughter. Oh my God, she was also Robin in uh, Stranger Things Three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's her Bro. yeah. Bro. Yeah, bringing really bringing in, in family, you know, <laughs> with their then their daughter. That kind of weird. <laughs> That's weird, yeah. Very, weird. especially after the whole Kill Bill two thing. Jeez. i was just like, uh, but you know, they if they figured it out, they figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, let's transition to talking about where does this rank in your Tarantino list? Because I know you have a Tarantino list. Yeah. I'll figure mine out like right now.
1: <laughs> um. Well, it doesn't surpass. I find somewhere in the middle. It's in the middle of, like, a yeah. nine, because um, Kill Bill 1 and 2 and Pulp Fiction are still...
0: Dude, kill, the Kill Bill movies are something, something else. Okay, else. also, another debate. Another debate. Do you think the Kill Bill movies are one movie or two movies? I, okay, see,
1: my thing is, I separate it two movies, but even though it feels like it's just, like, a part two, uh-huh. um, I still do the two-movie thing, but my favorite one... No, is but the- because people consider it one whole movie, or do you consider it two separate movies? I can kind of agree with those people. As I 200. just I'll just say Kill Bill, uh-huh. and I'm referring to both of them because I know a lot of people be like, oh, "Kill Bill one, Kill Bill two or but I'm like,
0: not yeah, Kill no, Bill. It's all it's all stuff. together." Yeah, I, I consider it two movies because yeah. I paid for two movies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I I love the Kill Bill movies, especially Kill Bill one, especially because just how well the action sequences are in that one, specifically yeah. the one with the crazy eighty eights. That was the cleanest action scene I've seen in a minute. Kill build like yeah, they're a fighting thing to just. They're brutal, but they're it. fun. Have they're it. cool. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'd say Pulp Fiction is still near the top for me, and then I also put Inglorious Bastards up there. I know it's a. I know it's not everyone's favorite, but I do enjoy Hateful Eight a lot. Ooh. I yeah. That's still. Know. That's still like one that I'm like. All right. I haven't. You know what? I haven't revisited Reservoir Dogs enough to where it's like it registers anywhere for me. I just remember seeing it in uh, in L- in uh, not school, middle school, just because people, the friends I was with at the time were like, yeah, Reservoir Dogs, because you know we were thirteen. Damn. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'd say it's like for Once Upon a Time. I'd say yeah, I'd say like it's it's kind of up there. It's like in the it's like up middle, you know. It's not it's not the top, but it's up middle. Up middle, I thought yeah, I agreed. Up middle, because
1: like the top. Kill Bill and Pulp Fiction just always just there because yeah. you get that massive performance by Samuel Jackson. You, and you yeah. also got Uma Thurman's just badass performance. Yeah. And just it's just everything about these movies is just like ooh oof. Yeah. Oof. So Especially, it's it's good though because the um, story was very unique. Yeah. It's very different from what it's, you it's,
0: get. Di- it's different from the other Tarantino movies. And I'm done. a big fan of
1: different time period movies. I love him. I love stuff that's in the past or the future. Mm-hmm.
0: I love It's stuff. also less uh, racist. Yeah. Than, uh, not to say. Than that the time it, it's actually in. Yeah, but not to say that it didn't have any racism in it. Yeah. It did, especially towards the Hispanic community. Yeah. Because <laughs> especially come some of the lines that Cliff says, I'm like, all right. Yeah. It's like just Cliff. All right. It's kind of like he took. They took. Tarantino took the
1: racism from that time and put it in more of the hatred for hippies. Yeah. Like, no, Rick, but then Rich you had, you, you had, really really hated hippies like,
0: you had like some lines that, uh, especially the way that the television shows were shot. Yeah. Like you could see like the, the lines that Rick were saying were like, oh, they're slightly racist. And, yeah. then, and then Cliff had those racist remarks. But like, yeah, a lot of the hatred went to hippies. Very much yeah. like he was, hippie culture. Very
1: mad at those hippies. Yeah. So do you think Tarantino likes hippies or do you think he
0: does he like hippies?
1: Yeah, I feel like the way he shot that movie, I feel like he hates hippies. hippies. Like just I mean, them. he likes their feet. Yeah, he he enjoys their feet. Like probably wants to
0: smell dirty them. and everything. <laughs> just yeah, I, that that is just something different. It's so gross. It's so nasty. but like but like I don't I don't I don't shame anyone for it. Oh, of course. But it's just you like because feet, you like feet. Yeah, but it's just the fact that he like depicts it so much. And it's so like and it's so prominent in yeah. his filmography. And the fact that he like over like it's like he doesn't back away from it, but he continues to, to further push it. towards it feet, feet, is feet. what is so insane to me. It's just like yeah. wow, like yeah. you truly love feet. I wonder guy? I wonder if this is how like homo- homophobic people feel whenever they see gay people on TV. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like, you're pushing an agenda quit showing me yeah. Feet. <laughs> am I feet phobic? Feet. do I hate foot fetishes? we just might yeah.
1: hate foot no cause like
0: I was just the first thing when I saw the
1: feet I saw my, my boy Tev um, we were chilling um, and me and Tev were just like bro that's a lot of feet I was also
0: me. I was also watching it at an Alamo draft house and I was like I'm eating <laughs> I was, I was like, I'm right. eating.
1: I knew not to eat there
0: in a Tarantino film. You knew not I to. I knew not to. I was, I was like, like, I'm eating. Something's gonna gross me out. Either I'm gonna I need. I
1: did, get bashed in. I
0: needed a burger. I was hungry. It's a three-hour movie. I needed a burger. Yeah.
1: So I just remember um, my friend Tev leaned over and like he just said, there's a lot of feet in this movie."
0: It's and- oh, <laughs> it's it's the most feet in a Tarantino movie because you have because one because one you had because you, you, you had you had all the hippies right. And you know the scene in the house? Oh yes. Feet. Oh, her
1: feet just just.
0: Yeah. I was just put them down. Also, also like, also like there was a shot where it's like her watching the TV, and it's from her pe- feet. Like it's like you see her feet, and you then you see the TV. Was like her a toes. walking
1: shot of somebody just bare feet or something? Probably. I'm not surprised.
0: <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> it, it was. It's too much. <laughs> I yeah, don't. There's really a limit. It. it
1: should be a feet like three shots. A three shot feet limit. Three shot feet
0: limit should Because, like, there is no need for that thing, much feet the in a thing. movie. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know he would be extra about it. He'd be, like, he, like, it would be, like, a shot would take, like, it'd be, like, a 15-minute one-take. Oh, my God. You know he would. He would you do it. would. That's the problem. That's the problem. And you're just, like, you're just, you're, like, it's, like, the opening shot of a movie, and you're, like, 15 minutes? Why am I just watching feet? <laughs> Bro, freaking yeah. Tarantino, the feet man. And then, because, you know, you know about his, like, 10 movie rule, right? Yeah. That he's going to retire after 10? It's about foot feet. Really? I'm just joking. I, I don't was know. like, I'm not surprised. Like, <laughs> You're I, not, I I'm not surprised? You. I, I was
1: like, I believe you. It's going to be like a Muppet movie, but about feet. If he makes a movie called Feet. Feet. And then like some like intense action movie about some girl with like super powerful. Powerful feet. Yeah. just Powerful kicks. And just like grab people you with toes throwing them. Oh my God. <laughs> we know this <laughs> I mean, man that's... has peaked insanity.
0: I mean, if he hasn't already. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Feet. That's feet.
1: I would cry laughing if I just saw like, what if we just, he, what if he somehow hears this and pitched in his
0: next. I meeting? mean, he listens to a lot of stuff that um, is about him, so maybe. So maybe.
1: I couldn't tell you know if you look at this, which is a point zero zero nine chance. Yeah, yeah. We love you, man. We love you. Hey, keep doing the feet thing. <laughs> we we might not enjoy feet but uh, if you do what you love
0: do do what you love and for
1: all the fans out there who love feet we are not shaming you We, we appreciate you you know Honestly, we want to see your side of the story. No, nope, don't tweet at us. I'm joking. Don't, I'm joking. Tweet. don't, don't tweet show us his feet, please. Yeah, don't, don't tweet show at us Don't tweet at us.
0: <laughs> don't tweet. I don't want. I don't want like my the DMs on the Twitter account to be feet. feet. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. I don't need that.
1: Just kidding. Please don't.
0: Yeah, don't even like send me like a text or tweet explaining it. Like just don't. No feet, please. Just, I get it. Do <laughs> you get it? It was just, it was an observation we've had over the movie. Yeah. It's also a meme on Twitter because we know the man loves feet. The feet. I can't wait till like more clips of that movie come out and just show him just feet memes. Feet. It's just a, someone does a super cut of all the feet. Oh god. You know they would. They, someone they, on Twitter they would. they gonna do it. Yeah. But The worst one for Foot Shot
1: was the window oh my of the god. car. Oh my god, I can't. I was just that like, was, I was the like, worst one. Put it one. down. She was like rubbing them around. She was she was doing, getting
0: she was getting comfy. I was like, geez.
1: And then like we forgot to talk about how like she really tried to like, she's asked him for a blowjob in the middle of the car ride. Yeah. Was, I
0: was just like, <laughs> I was just like, can
1: we? I was like, bro, and then he's like, he asked the right question. How, how old are, old are you? you? I was like, yes. I was like, good. <laughs> good. And then she she said, 18, and he said, show me ID. I was like, she don't get Freaking idea! She she a hippie. She got no idea. Yeah, ID. yeah. hippie probably got like grass or something. Grass,
0: <laughs> paper ID.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. She, she was a very interesting person.
0: Yeah. The way they watched
1: him when he walked into like the little I cabin, was like, I was
0: like, are they gonna all grab knives and stab him? That's. I was like,
1: I'm I was surprised they didn't. Well, that was before their all their murders, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. So they probably weren't murderers at that point in time. Well, yet.
0: they were being influenced too because he's a he's a cult leader yep yeah and he uh which is weird because like the people the type of people that he uh he wouldn't have asked either of us to join yeah because he's a racist yep but uh but he would have he would have gone for people our age so yeah influential young ish people white yep (laughs) yep Yep. (laughs) that's all we have to say about that yeah Anyway, so this, Charles man through the ass. Yeah.
1: yeah, glad he's dead. Boom, pick on oh. his grave. <laughs> oh.
0: Anyway, I mean, yeah. whatever. whatever. Dead. I don't know where he's buried. I don't care. I don't, don't want to Google it. Anyway, this has been another episode of Film Rules the World. Hope you enjoyed. Let us let us know what your opinions are on feet. No, I'm kidding. I uh, know. <laughs> uh, uh, on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, on Twitter at Film Rules World Pod. Boom. Uh, we're on Spotify, obviously. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Boom. Uh, we're on Anchor, which is you know that's where our page is. Exactly. Yeah, uh, we're hopefully on Apple Podcasts at some point. We are still figuring that out. We just Very got good so. equipment. We're taking it one step Thank at a time. time. Yeah. Also, Quentin, if you're listening to this. Can I be on your set next time, please? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for a job. Also, I'm a director, major. Quinn. Like, yeah, if you need a co-director, yeah. you, you, you look yeah. for a protege. If you need like someone to like, if you need someone to like, you know, be the script supervisor for all the foot shots. Fuck it, I'll do it. Like, just, if, yeah. if you
1: want me to direct all the foot shots, <laughs> I would put my whole heart and soul into directing <laughs> each toe. <laughs> each
0: toe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's been another episode. Peace out, guys.